right, welcome to the VT versus the world. This is the third episode, third episode of the podcast that y'all allowed me to keep making. I don't understand why. Um, today we ha- do have a guest today. Go- Can you please introduce yourself, please? Yes, my name is Sherry. Um, I'm a therapist. I have a clothing line and a podcast. And mother, all of those things. What else? Uh, you just pretty much got to put a comment, pretty much put a comment next to your name. Like I do this, I do that. I do this, this, that, that. Um, I brought you on today because I wanted to talk about something that was really special that really needed to be talked into the community. Uh, everybody makes the joke that black people need therapy. Um, I just want to tell the world that black people need Jesus and therapy. I want um I wanted people to understand that therapy is important. So I brought a therapist, actually a real one, not like these Facebook therapists that have like those thought-provoking Instagram pages and all that stuff. I actually have a real one who's licensed, went to school for it, knows a little bit of stuff about it. Hopefully a lot of bit of stuff about it. Um, so um your, your specialty is what exactly? Trauma. What is, what exactly is trauma? <laughs> That's actually an excellent question because Almost anything can be trauma. Um, I started off working in a domestic violence shelter with victims and perpetrators of domestic violence. I moved into working in addiction. Um, And then I, well, actually, I guess I also started off working in, my first internship was at a hospital, but I was working with teenagers and young adults who were suicidal and depressed. Okay. Um, So... Those are normally the more extreme version of what society represents or sees as trauma. When you see someone with an addiction, someone who's suicidal, someone who is more symptomatic. But trauma is anything that shifts how you see the world. Trauma can be a car accident. Trauma can be a divorce. Trauma can be a natural disaster. Um, Trauma is basically something that occurs and shifts sort of how you start to perceive the world, how you perceive yourself in the world. Normally, when we do assessments, we have certain requirements that we go through and we start to ask certain questions. So we typically ask if there's been sexual abuse, if there's been physical abuse, if there's been any type of a natural disaster, death in the family, um, witnessing of domestic violence or witnessing of anything traumatic can also be traumatic. So you don't have to necessarily go through it firsthand. So also children who've seen their parents being abused or hit that's that's traumatic to the child as well as to the adults going through it so what if what is something simple like losing your best friend like let's say your best friend moves it would that consider as traumatic it can be for some and that's the reason why it's hard for people to understand trauma because trauma for one person may not be traumatic to another person right mm-hmm. um context is important if this was the only friend you had, that might be severely tra- traumatic for you. If you had 30 friends, it might not be as big of a deal for you. If yeah. you didn't have a lot of friends and you didn't have a solid family, that loss of that friend is significant. Got So it's, it's categorized, but it's widely categorized, if that makes sense. Um, it does make sense. I think typically we'll say that it's like mild, moderate, or severe. Right. And then when you look at trauma, you tend to think about it in terms of recency sometimes and comorbidity, which means like um, 
Have you had trauma in conjunction with anything else? Okay, SAT words. <laughs> no, it's just clinical terms. I mean, honestly speaking, these aren't even things that you would necessarily say every day, but like uh, when you study it, you kind of start to understand the clinical terms. But mm-hmm. really what it means and the questions that you're asking are kind of poignant because I feel like a lot of times we think trauma is this thing that's huge. I have to have gotten beaten when I was a kid. Not necessarily. So um, honestly, yeah, speaking, if I think of childhood trauma, because I think trauma is so normalized in the Black community. Yes, So, So we're thinking, when I'm thinking traumatized, uh, let's say, uh, let's say I'm a kid and then I'm crying on the floor, on the the bedroom floor because I'm hungry. And uh, please tell me you was about to finish that. Please tell me (laughs) that you was about to finish that. Anyway, um, but not um just simple stuff like a Tyler Perry play. I'm thinking like dramatic. I'm like, I'm thinking far out. I'm thinking like, all right, cool. I came home and the postman is upstairs in my bedroom, but my mom is telling me to be quiet about it. But my dad already knows he's planning to kill him. I think that's how Absolutely. far I go. No, that is trauma. And I think, like you said, we say Tyler Perry until we realize our stories are Tyler Perry. I remember talking to my husband and telling him, I like, I just have never been a huge fan of Tyler Bear. I'm like, I think it's just too much. I think it's just so heavy handed. No one's life is like this. This isn't realistic. And then I'm like, hold on, let me go through my story. Yes, adultery. Yes, abuse. Yes. All the stuff that's in his movies is in my childhood. So I think the thing that messes Tyler Perry, I mean, messes people up with Tyler Perry is because you don't want to believe that all of it's true. Like, all right. Um, I believed it. I knew it was true. I just felt like it was dramatic to say it all happens in one story and one family. But when yeah. I started looking at my family and when I started looking at my clients' families and when I started doing more and more therapy, I'm like, actually, this is real. It's normal. I don't know anyone whose family doesn't have a lot of trauma, a lot of. Yeah, I, I think I think it just catches people off guard because it's, it's this big man in a woman suit and you're like, OK, well. <laughs> okay it can't be that serious look at this man go around then you think about it like oh like um if you go back to maybe that's the point that's a good idea that's a good point maybe that's the idea because the Medea family reunion on the play if I can remember it correctly and I hope someone correct me if I'm wrong but um at the time it was a woman who um Medea had like this look uh had her granddaughter had a crack baby um, one lady was in the church. Another guy just got out of jail trying to find a job. Uh, one lady was getting, she was going through domestic violence and she was trying to marry this billionaire so she can get more money, pretty much like this millionaire uh, who's well off. So she felt like she needed to take the abuse to be well off. And then you had the guy who was like, I loved you my whole life, but you didn't want me because I ain't have enough money. Yeah. And that's all happened on a weekend. And then also... <laughs> And then also it happened um, during they had a family union, a funeral and a wedding the same weekend. That's ain't realistic to me. It do. It, that's the thing. It depends on how apparent or how aware you are. Right. How much are you paying attention to what's happening around you and in your own families? The number of families that I've heard have been traumatized by the same person over and over through generations. Even why? Because like you said, we try to pretend like nothing happened or we just stuff it down. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to acknowledge it. People are embarrassed or ashamed, so they don't talk about it. Um, yeah, because one thing that I had a um, conversation about was sexual trauma, right? And 
someone explained to me that sexual trauma is not just, you know, getting molested. <laughs> it is not just getting raped. It is literally just that uncle that does not stop trying to flirt with you. Yes. It's that it's that it's that um it's that aunt who who rubs your face a little bit too much. It's sexual harassment and children have been taught. Go ahead, Speedy. Go say hi to that uncle. Go go speak to that auntie as opposed to honor yourself if you don't feel comfortable. You don't gotta go hug them. So let me tell you um this one flaw. So this Tyler Perry movie I watched. It was also a family reunion actually, but it was the movie edition, right? And we made I laughed at it for years. So I was like, oh look at this nasty old man at the cookout. Everybody has one, and I was like, wait everyone has one so uh it's a scene where i think tyler perry's playing the character joe and he's telling the uh look the girl's currently like digging inside the um the trying to get a soda and he's like no i want i like the ones that's cold so she can bend over more and i'm sitting here like first of all that might be your cousin niece nephew or something like that and then um i said nephew i know what i meant um and then um and then i was stuck and i was confused because i was like we're laughing at this but this man this grade one like i mean start the entry level of molestation of like sexual harassment of could possibly be raped like this girl has like a story already and incest yeah also yeah we don't talk about incest much but i think black people just believe if we're not first cousins then it's not a thing where do you think that stems from slavery everything stems from slavery absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean they had people bagged and intentionally having sex with their family members they call it buck breaking but it's also a way to breed if i already know you come from good stock and i'm looking at you as three-fifths of a person nearly cattle then why wouldn't i just breed you with whoever well, and think about that for generations that's going to kind of affect us absolutely I firmly believe every all our issues come from uh, slavery. Um, and uh, again, I watch a lot of TV shows, so it's a show called. Have you heard of post-traumatic slave syndrome? I'm sorry, what? Repeat that again. Post-traumatic slave syndrome. I need you to use that example. I need it's to almost it. like PTSD because I told you my my background is trauma. So a lot of times we talk about trauma in reference to PTSD. Well, post-traumatic slave syndrome is talking about most people who were slaves and descendants of slaves have PTSD just stemming from the slavery concept. Just imagining Jim Crow and being taught every day that your life is in value. Look at the news now with all this Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening and people having to justify the death of Black people. So question. Um, so uh -huh. I, I have a legit fear of, and I'm, I'm, this is my first time ever admitting this all out. I have a legit fear of slave movies. Of what? Slavery movies. Like, I won't watch them. I don't watch slave movies. I don't watch, um, uh, like, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, I have never no seen... people that. like that. Yeah. I have, I have never seen Roots. I have never seen any... Like, I have... I'm terrified of at least, like, seeing whips. So, like, even when I was a child, I went to the Frederick Douglass um, Museum. You know the one in Southeast? No, actually. Okay, yeah. He, has, was... a, he has a house in Southeast. And you literally, they have a video clip of someone reenacting like Frederick Douglass, like everything he went mm -hmm. through. And as soon as they got to the, the whips, I ran out of there. Like I, I wonder where that stems from. I, to this day, like, and then, you know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, got slave beat. So as a kid, um, but it was one of those, um, I don't know. It's just I have never liked slave anything. I don't watch anything of slaves or nothing like that. Like it pushed me to watch. This was like, when you were a kid that that happened. I was like ten. Ten. Yeah. So that was uh, your first experience with anything like from about slavery or anything of that nature. 
Uh, no, it was Roots. So, you know, Black Man, you got to watch Roots. Yeah, for sure. But um, I... But you didn't have the same reaction from Roots? So this is the thing. I have never watched past uh the Toby joint. You know, that's the infamous Toby yeah. thing. Never watched past that part. I don't know that I have either. I've seen bits and pieces as a kid, but never all the way through. That's a long one. And that's kind of technically, I don't know how old you are, because you're even younger than I am. That's before our time. Um, a little bit. I, I don't mean, think I've ever watched the whole thing either, but I, will, I, don't, I, will, know. I don't think like will, other people that Black people need to watch these things. I think non-people of color need to watch them. We have lived the traumatic experience. This is, this is, I don't think we need to necessarily watch more trauma to understand that we've been traumatized. So this I would is, hope. So this is my full philosophy about that. Um, I agree a hundred percent. I feel like it's other ways to tell black stories without actually telling the all the, the worst parts. So I think the media is I don't know what's up with black people, but I feel like they make movies for black people and then try to push it to white people. And I was like, that's not how it works. So like even stuff like 12 Year Slave, that was cool, but it wasn't for us. We, we like that was, that was a quick history lesson, but it was like a three hour like punishment video uh, movie that I heard. Uh, what's his name? American Skin. That movie's not for us. The hate for you, uh, the hate you give, not for us. What I don't know if that's true either though, because when you say not for us, do you mean people who have accepted the truth of slavery? Because there's a lot of black people that have not. No, I, I don't think the target audience isn't Black people. Uh, I do think the target audience is Black people, but I also agree with you that it's not from the perspective that we may think. I think that racism is often an agenda that's pushed to control and distract us. Here's my question. Um, Schindler's List, do you think that was targeted for uh, Jewish people? I don't. Why do you why, think it was targeted for Jewish people? Why do you don't? Uh, first of all, uh, just answer this real quick, and now I can ask you that. Why do you? Why do you not think Schindler's List? Schindler's List was targeted for Jewish people. What do you mean targeted for Jewish people? Um, just use another example, and then I'll get back to that one. Um, and Glorious Bastards. Do you think that was targeted to remind Jewish people about the Holocaust? I have, I think it was targeted to reframe the Holocaust. Yeah. So in that case. um, But I don't think that's for Jewish people necessarily. I think that's for us. That's for other, that's for other cultures to understand that, you know, Nazis are bad. That is cool. Yeah. That is propaganda a little bit, but not in a, um, but it's also to continue a narrative. So it is you understand that. So when you go towards the narrative of black trauma movies being being directed to us, is it to teach us anything or is it just to reenact it? It's both. It is to create an emotion. And that's my issue. Because Schindler's list was not used to create an emotion for Jewish people. It was it was used to educate solely. I think it depends on how you see education because. I think that it's an education that's been more readily accepted, right? The pain oh, yeah. of white people is something that's more readily accepted. So it's easier to create a film that is received as education. 
I okay. think when it comes to our circumstances, it's oftentimes dismissed. Look at rap. Rap is educational. I'm, rap has always been talking about the pains of the community, but people look at it as just aggressive and violent. Why is it aggressive and violent? Our stories are aggressive and violent. That I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But um, the way I'm going with this as music-wise, right? Uh, not music-wise, movie-wise. I feel mm-hmm. like the target audience... So I call it trauma porn. And I and I feel like it's like it's like um funeral chasing. So you know that, that I, I don't know of you. I have this one aunt. Who I know what you mean, like crisis trauma chasing. Um, I do agree and disagree. I think that we know that that's what race is in a certain way, right? Like if the poor blacks and the poor whites fight, we'll never overthrow the rich one percent. Okay. So in that sense, let's talk about race. Let's introduce race so that we can continue to fight about that. And we never come together and overthrow the people that really have power. Okay. I mean, you always can say that too. <laughs> All right. So, um, no, that, that was direct to the point. I can't even argue with you. Uh, so, what type of other traumas are there exactly? Like, as a therapist, I know you're not supposed to give out details. So without giving as much details as possible, what's one of the worst traumas that you've probably occurred? That I've heard of? Oh yeah, that that came oh. at, that that the file has been on your on your desk. Mm. That's hard to say because I don't know how you would measure trauma, right? Because any one act is not necessarily traumatic. It's also the combination of acts. Most people who've had trauma have had several traumatic acts, which is part of why it becomes confounded. Okay, give me give me the um, worst one that you think. Personally, you, no one else, you. How do you feel about it? Does, it can be simple. It can be like a construct. It can be outrageous. Uh, hopefully, you're not uh, the therapist of serial killers, but yeah. Ha. Um, I'm pretty sure I have known people who've committed murder. I don't even consider that traumatic anymore. I, I don't know if that's harsh or weird to say, but I don't necessarily consider that even traumatic to me because it's been such a survival instinct for those people. Like, or for in those situations, it's not even, I guess that's what I mean. Like when I think of trauma from the world's perspective, I think of shock value, like what they consider shocking. Okay. It's hard to think of what I would consider still shocking because I've heard of fathers sleeping with daughters. I've heard of daughters who've been, raped by their fathers and brothers like the whole family has raped them i've known people who've been uh molested and raped by the same cousins and uncles or um i've known people left in trap houses um i've known people who've shot up their mothers um no look right there i know people who for me you talk about traumatic it may not be what people think for me, one of the most traumatic moments was having to force a father to hug his son. That was traumatic to me. You know, honestly speaking, as a black male, I think that was the worst one you said so far. Yeah, for me, that was horrific. Um, if you want to talk about also traumatic, it's listening to when I do assessments and I ask parents, what is your child good at? And they don't have an answer for me. Ooh. They don't know. 
they can't tell me anything that their kid is good at. So how is that kid going to grow up to believe they're good at anything when no one around them thinks they're good at anything? So that's kind of what I mean by trauma. People think of it in extremes, but a lot of the stuff that I've seen that has at least bothered and hurt me the most was more simple things. It was going to the schools in Baltimore and seeing the state of the libraries and the schools. I grew up where books were what I used to cope. So, you know, I kind of like to keep it personal here. Mm-hmm. So I've been to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to an amazing therapist. I, um, this black woman literally kept me in check. Um, we normally do. And I hope you do something nice for her. I mean, I know it's hard with doing relationships and I don't know how she accepts gifts, but make does, sure you she, thank her and show her that you appreciate her. I, no, I say thank you, but she doesn't accept gifts because she doesn't want to be personalized. Yeah. Uh, she, Every therapist uh, is different. That's why I said my, one of my clients gave me a journal, which was a good sort of professional gift. But if she's already told you no, don't give it to her because that's her boundary. She already set. But each yeah, person like, is different. She doesn't even allow me to tell her happy birthday. She says she, uh, once the therapy session is over, I, like she kind of like I don't know you right now because I don't want to. Oh, that's part. hilarious. Yeah, I love uh, it. So um, that's funny. My therapist. Uh, so my um, my therapist gave me the, probably the best advice that I can do ever. As a young black male, as a young black father, as a, a young black husband, all this other stuff, the one thing that she told me right now is don't embarrass yourself. Best advice I ever got in my life. Don't embarrass yourself. She told me, um, anything that I do will come back, to, it'll come back to my name, not even me as a person, my name. And as a black male, your name is the most important thing for you right now. It's the, it's the name that you give your you give your wife. It's the name that you gave your daughter. It's the name that you uh, you broadcast. It's the name that you introduce yourself to. And I was like, this is the best advice I ever got. Because before, and most people know my story, but not, I'm kind of like the last tailor in my family. Like, if my daughter gets married, it's a wrap. My name is out there in the, <laughs> in the horizon. And, uh, and I was... Um, that was the most scariest thing for me ever. That's why I was so like, dang, I need to get a son because I personally have my mom's last name. So, I mean, weird choice of fact, but both my parents have the last name Taylor, but I got pretty much got mine from my mom. Never met my father before. So I am pretty How much- How does a- it determine that you got it from your mom? The spelling? Um, No. So my father never came in the picture. Oh. Uh... So like I have never ever met my father before. Never I've seen pictures of him recently, but actually seeing him in person, touching him, hugging him, hearing his voice, I never. So it had to come from my mother. Then I also, because I also found this out too, and I thought it was so weird, is technically speaking, the hospital will always put the baby's last name in the mother's until you correct them or change it. And I thought that was so funny to me because that's my when my child was born, it said baby Taylor. They didn't even know my last name was Taylor. So I was like, okay, no, please. Anyway, that's another subject, but that just threw me off to uh but that's because your wife has the last name Taylor. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It threw me off. I was like, oh, so if her last name was her maiden name, baby, it would literally say baby saucer or something like that. Something crazy. So I was like, okay, that's amazing. But um so with my child having my last name and I'm, I'm so pressed about it and stuff like that, I was like, I'm going to start, start an embarrassment for her before she even knows what her, how important her last name is. Like, it's so much power being like the male, the head of the household in my house that I didn't realize. And I was so burdened with trauma, if this makes sense. I was so burdened with trauma of like not knowing my father, 
being raised because I think I don't I want people to understand being raised by your grandparents is not a normal thing. No. And a lot of people's like, well, my grandparents took me in because my mom could take care of me. And I think that's a problem. It is normal as in it is common, right? It is common. It yeah. happens a lot in our communities, but is it traumatic still? Yes. I think the challenge is calling things normal because normal is subjective, right? What's normal yes. in one culture is not normal in another culture. So I think it happens a lot. And so people therefore justify it. I remember having an intervention with a friend um, with her family because I told them that she was, I, in my opinion, she was um, having some issues because her father wasn't in her life. They got pissed off at me. And they're like, no, no, no. Why? Because you don't want to think that that has an effect. It doesn't mean it doesn't. If a child doesn't know their parent, that has an effect on their sense of identity. If a child doesn't know their mother, it has an effect on their identity. If one parent is trashing another parent, that's also trauma. Talking down about the parent to the child is traumatic because that's a part of the child's identity that you're trashing. So that's a part that the child starts to identify with themselves. A part of me is worthless. Something's oh, wrong with me. So question sure so have you been keeping up with this um the, the baby danny lee thing slightly all right so for the people i'm not who, a fan of either so i don't really keep up with it too much that's cool that, that makes the situation even more interesting so uh, <laughs> okay if, if, if you haven't kept up with it um pretty much the the baby uh and his 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 mother of his child they're going through yes. like they're going through a breakup pretty much yeah uh it's already bad um it's already enough that people knew that they was dating but she had the baby people kind of like guessed that that was the that was her kid but you know we're not 100 sure right mm -hmm. uh so you know this actually confirmed it so when you go through a breakup so here's a couple of things and i'm playing devil's advocate here right one issue black men usually have to record a domestic uh encounters because we're never taken seriously so if we like, and, and it's, it's, it's on record, most of the time when we're um, in a domestic violence situation, when the woman is hitting the male, it's automatically assumed that we're doing it. So um, I actually watched this, uh, this like this um, video of this girl. Um, she's a lesbian, uh, lesbian comedian. Her name is Sam J. And she said her and her girlfriend got in a fight, right? And the girl was like, I'm going to call the police because you look like a guy and they're going to take my side anyway. So Sam J, who's a masculine um, lesbian, she took her shoes off, <laughs> took, a, like, took off a shirt to prove that they're both girls. And I thought that was ironic because in this situation, same situation, if he didn't record himself, it's kind of like whatever she said goes and it kind of goes off that situation. But that's beyond the What point. do you mean whatever he says goes? She said. Because I don't think that's true that whatever they say goes, but they're going to remove the man because the man is the one who seems to be physically yeah, that's violent. What I'm because if you use that statistics, you also have to use the statistics of violence towards women. That's the reason the man is the one removed from the situation. Because if you look at the numbers of violence towards women, look at serial killers, look we're, at rapists, look we're, at we're, everything. We're we're saying the same thing. You're just saying it more advanced. I'm just talking about this situation. But yes, I agree. <laughs> I don't know how to separate it. I'm just saying. No, that no. Uh, causation uh, uh, this, and correlation. We're, we're saying the same thing. You're just saying it better. <laughs> um, yeah. In this situation, it's always going to look like the victimized. I mean, the victim, the the victim, vic, uh, the person who's causing the issue is going to be the masculine person because that's the type of, um, not energy, but it just looks like that way. That's cool. I understand it, and I honestly speaking, I'm not against that. 
because and even in situations when the woman um starts the problem it's always probably best to take away the person who can probably finish the problem in my situation yes. yeah it's probably best to pick the person if you start the problem it's probably best to wait to take the person who could probably smash your head through the wall well, so, I think the challenge is not even because we don't know who started it, right? So, like, yeah. that's the problem is we won't know who started it, but we will know who's the most threatening statistically yeah, like, or stereotypically, right? Who's the most threatening? Who's Who are we it, most concerned with hurting the other person, right? Oh, if a woman is hitting a man, are we worried that he's going to get beat up? Typically not. I'm not saying never not, but typically in society, we're not as worried that she's going to do damage to him. Unless However, if a uh, man is hitting a woman, we are worried that he's going to do damage. Unless she's trying to be in a like little Speaking of which, when you ask me one of my most traumatic situations, that was another one. It was a guy who was the stepfather of one of my clients who I found out was beating his pregnant wife. You're pregnant? All right. Sorry. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that, that, that didn't hit me, but I don't see how you could have someone carry your child. Anyway. That's beside the point. And it's not correct. just that, but like, oh, I could tell you so many stories. Like that one bothered me. When you talk about disturbing, that one bothered me from a therapeutic perspective because he was charming. It's the reason I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I don't like charming people. If your answers seem too correct, this is the reason why. For most therapists, that's a trigger of narcissistic behaviors. If yeah. your behavior and everything you do is so charming, the right answers, everything he said was so good. And because I was a new therapist, I didn't pick up on it. I thought he was an amazing stepfather. He seemed to know his stepchild better than the mother knew. Mm. Thankfully, I had worked with them long enough. I had a good enough rapport where they felt comfortable with me. And eventually, uh, he had a whole fit in the middle of the waiting room. Keep in mind, this is the guy who's coming, the kid is coming to me for anger management and getting in trouble for getting in trouble at school. And they're getting on him. And I'm like, well, this is why. You fussing at the kid, You he acting like you. Got you. So actually, can we put a pin on that? Because I actually have another statement. Mm-hmm. But let me finish this, yes. Danny, this Danny Lee story, right? I forgot, yes. Uh, yeah. the baby. <laughs> so so yeah, they get in an argument, right? And uh-huh. I know when emotional abuse, people don't take emotional abuse serious, but he's literally telling the, the mother of his child, you just just a stepchild. Uh, you just a side chick the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not worthy to be my main girl, even though, you know, they was together. Uh, it had a baby. Karma, uh, man. All I can say is karma is a bitch. So um, I always tell people um, if one person that wanted to give up his career so bad, it was the baby. Obviously, he does not want to be a rapper. I think he just he just here just to make a little bit of money and leave because he has done shit that does not make sense. Uh, also, I mean, he already pissed off the LGBT mafia. He also uh, <laughs> he also pissed off the um, women who also who made him famous because niggas wasn't really caring about his stuff. It was mostly women because they like a short chocolate nigga. His words. Um He's about to, uh, he's, he's really. I disagree though, because men continue to share the baby and support him. Oh, and no. I think that's one of the biggest issues in the, in our community is men support men, no matter what. So I'm going with women that too. Call women out, men call women out. Who's calling the men out? The baby got away with a lot of stuff because people in his corner, let him do that foul stuff and not no one check him. So I was going with that too. Now men are actually speaking out on it. Because, yeah, now uh, it's, it's it, I haven't seen the most macho men saying that women, I'm talking about man bashing 
uh, a man, I mean, sorry, women bashing men on my social networks who has now said like, yo, he went too far. And that's saying a lot. I'm but, surprised. I haven't seen it, but I think that's good that you've seen it. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's coming out. Like men are like, you know, all right, man, you know, she, oh, it's, of course it's, it's still niggas that be like, well, she, she don't got money. She can't move on her own. She can't, if she can't kicked out, she can't go to her house. I was like, that's not the purpose. It's it's not even like, oh, he's not, he's just kicking out her. He's not kicking out his kid. I was like, I want people to understand that when you displace the mother of your child, you're not caring what happens with that kid right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, especially at the kid at the age where the kid needs to be nursed. And you're putting the burden on the woman to be the mature woman you weren't, which is what a lot of men will say, right? Like, oh, she's not taking good care of my kids. So why weren't you in the picture then? And that, that's my biggest issue. So uh, um, back to trauma, emotional abuse is trauma. Physical abuse is trauma. Mental abuse is trauma. Did I miss Neglect any? is also trauma. I'm going to say Neglect and emotional abuse, psychological, emotional abuse, and neglect are the three hardest abuses to prove. And it's one of the three, like, those are the three things that are typically ignored from society. They don't care about it as much, or they just kind of, we don't know what to do with it. So we just kind of ignore it and dismiss it and suppress it which is oftentimes the most traumatic. That's, that's good. So that goes back, that's where we put a pin at with the guy with who, um, who who's charming and he was beating his pregnant wife up. So one thing that you said that kind of hit me and I was like, okay, that's deep. Is not just the fact that he was charming and you don't trust him and stuff like that. That's, um, that's kind of simple. Um, it was the most complex one was that he, his child, stepchild, not even his child, his stepchild, right? was picking up on the traits of his stepfather. So what you're telling me is trauma can uh, transfer. Trauma office definitely transfers. It's generational, it's genetic, and it's environmental. It's both, right? It's biological and environmental. Okay. When a mother is pregnant and she's carrying her child in her stomach, the child in her stomach happens to also be carrying its embryos which means that's three generations being affected by what that one person is doing, which means the stress cortisol levels that are being released under that body during that time, if the person's under stress, all of those hormones are being released to the baby and the embryos in that baby who hasn't even turned into an adult yet. So literally two generations are affected by one person's pregnancy already. Two generations that haven't even been born yet have been affected by one pregnancy. So when we start talking about trauma, it's already been compounded in the womb before it's even come out into the environment, then add in the environment. And all of those factors of poverty, sickness, health, stress, work. Yes. So, so question, Um, besides that, so I never met my father, right? Never met him. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that I can get traits of trauma from him? Like yeah. without without even knowing? Yes. There's twin studies. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of psychology was twin studies where they show twins who were removed. Twins can have psychopathic or sociopathic traits that are exhibited in the babies in different families. One can be adopted and one can be adopted by a different family and they may still show the, the traits. Some stuff is biological, meaning like hormones. Like even when we do the studies of what has happening when someone's depressed or anxious, there's effects on the brain. So some of that is biological and genetic, which can be inherited, but some of it is also environmental. If I go through a, a car accident or any type of a traumatic event, 
technically any experience that I have leaves an imprint on my brain. So a more traumatic experience is going to leave a stronger imprint on my brain and in my body, my memory, my body remembers too. think about sports. When people play sports, you talk about muscle memory. Our bodies remember things just as much as our minds do. Uh, Okay. Because the brain is a muscle. Mm -hmm. Got you. All right. Well, sure. I, I, that was me clapping. If you didn't hear it, I do appreciate this conversation. And of course we will, we will not be able to, fully deep dive in this just one conversation so i am going to bring you back if you okay with that sure but um this is my favorite part <laughs> this is absolute i for the people at home don't understand this game is called stand your ground and i legitimately will pull a random topic out of a box i will ask my guest this today sherry the question she has five times usually six uh the last guest decided he want to do like seven or eight um we're gonna go back and forth, and you're gonna. I'm gonna pull a box out. Let's say, last time it was Thanksgiving. I hate turkey. I'm gonna stand my ground on it. And if you decide, hey, no, I don't agree with it. I need you to prove your point. That's when you tell me to stand my ground. Um, you go back and forth until we run out of topics or until we run out of time. You understand? Yes. All right, cool. Let me get into my little. I really do have a box. I've been trying to tell people. People don't believe me. I really do have a box of this stuff. All right. All right, cool. 90s cartoons. Uh, do you have any topics? I feel like you're not a cartoon type of person. I am, but I'm not. I this is why I said this topic the standing will be hard because I have very limited I have very limited interests that I pay a lot of attention to. So I love Marvel. I love X-Men. Uh was X-Men but, made in 1992? Yes, it is. Let's go. Probably, yes. But I'm just saying as far as like a variety, I don't know how much I could pull from, but okay. <laughs> That's cool. You got five. If you can think of five, you're good. All right. Well, we will try. All right. So I will go first. And this is crazy. 90s cartoons. 90s cartoons. You was like, what, 20? Oh, He-Man. That's my shit. I like T-Man. I'm trying to think of some 90s cartoons before you start, because I'm like, what the hey, hell? If you say Flintstones, I'm hanging up on you. Just start it out there. Is that 90s? No, it was 70s. What is wrong with you? I was about people? to say, I thought that was really old. All right. Uh, so, Damn, my first, mm-hmm. so, my first one is that, um, oh, this is interesting. I feel like Saturday morning cartoons were the best things that ever happened in the 90s. I don't really have an objection. I don't have an agree or disagree. Okay, that that works. That works. What about you? I do love 90s Saturday morning. I miss Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, as you you should. It's nothing to come on Saturday morning except uh, Maury reruns. Hmm. What you got? You will maybe throw this this paper back in here. Matter of fact, (laughs) give me, you get, do you have a topic? Let's try something new. Do you have have a thing? I have nothing. Oh, (laughs) I do have something. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm going to go through my box again. Go ahead. Music. Okay, music. Music. Okay. Um, Tupac was overrated. 
I'm standing on that. That's interesting because I I feel like he's underrated. I mean, do you is it so you disagree, agree, or you want me to stand on ground? I disagree. I disagree. Tupac's underrated. How you be the one of the greatest rappers of all time and be underrated? But who really says that still? You niggas that's your age. Who's you? I don't I've never said Tupac was the greatest no, rapper. When I say you niggas, I mean the generation. But people that's my set my point. When typically, at least for me, when I hear people. I guess the argument is typically Tupac or Biggie, but I don't think so. I feel like it's normally Jay-Z Biggie. I mean, they're the same per- person, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's I up? Can, so if you want to say my music statement, I could say all three of them are overrated to me. I'm sorry, what? All three of them. The, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Okay, uh, two out of three, but that's cool. Uh, cool. I get <laughs> that. I disagree. Um, Music-wise, because I'm going to stay in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. I extremely hate white rappers. Whoa. Yep, I said it. I hate white rappers. Um, it's not Mac Miller, Mac Miller, but every all every other white rapper. Really, is, you hate Eminem and not Mac Miller? I mean, you hate yeah. Yep, I, I, yep. I I can't not stand Eminem. I feel like Eminem is a part of my soul because I have a lot of rage. I understand Eminem. Yep. But I can't. I can't do it. You so you agree or disagree? I I I I don't know because I don't want to really disagree. I don't like a lot of right right rappers. I'm on the thin threshold because I feel like there are some I do like, and there are certain songs by white rappers I do like. But I would not be upset if they were removed from the catalog. Name your favorite white rappers besides Eminem. Well, you took my favorite one away, and who do else I do like? I don't really want to say they're my favorite. That's what I'm saying. I like songs so. Alan Stone and Macklemore have a song, Neon Cathedral, that's right. going to be forever in my catalog. I mean, that's cool. I hate Macklemore in general, so that works. But that's my point. Like, I would not say I love his catalog, but I like that song. Like, I, I hate G-Eazy, because they all rock the same. I hate... Um, I don't really like G-Eazy, but... I, I, I understand, um, understand that Logic is mixed, but he's giving me more of the white side, because he has blue eyes, so I hate him, too. Um, <laughs> Are you just hating them because they're white? I legitimately hate all, I, I hate their songs. I tried it. I really do. I really sat here in the world and tried to like Mac. Uh, um, I'm not a fan of Logic. I do think like Mac Lamore has some good songs, but he's going to push the black community because he's dealing with things that we're not really quite ready to deal with. Um, um, Mac Lamore is cool if he stopped rapping. Eminem, that he's going to rub people some the wrong way. Some are going to accept him. So the reason why I hate Eminem, because it's not has nothing to do with his rapping ability because he killed Jay Z on his own song. That should be he's a lyricist, man. He's amazing. No, he was he was a lyricist. This fast rapping Eminem is trash. I disagree. You might not like the style, but I wouldn't say it's trash. He has skill. You just I mean, might not like the content because that's what I will agree with. He's become a one trick pony a little bit. I mean, that's cool. So when, a little stylistic. You might I not like the style. If I can't repeat his songs, he's trash. I'm not about to. Re- I'm not about to sit on this this uh song and listen. I don't rap- think you're no longer his audience though. Who's I think his, that's another who, thing who, that we get upset when artists change, but we may shift out of their audience. Question: Who's his audience now? Rednecks. That like rap. All right, next. I'm similar to MGK. I like MGK. What about him? He's not a horrible white rapper. He is a horrible white white rapper. <laughs> 
talking about actual rapability, not whether you like the songs and, and the content. And, I mean, and he also is not a rapper anymore. He makes rock music. You said anymore, so that's kind of my point. They transition. Does Wayne makes rock music too? And he still also raps. He yes, li- but he li- you said he's no longer a rapper because he makes rock music. Wayne makes rock music. No, no, he literally has changed genres. He is no longer a rapper. Okay, so who's next then? Uh, and I can't think of no any other. Uh, but oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who Ooh, I have one that you're gonna hate. Go ahead. This is your turn anyway. <laughs> Aaliyah is overrated. No, Aaliyah is fucking overrated. And I'm here to talk <laughs> to the world about this. All right, guys. Because I have heard bullshit like uh, Beyonce would be here without Aaliyah. Aaliyah does not make good music. Aaliyah has made basic ass music for years. And honestly speaking, she needed R. Kelly. I'm not going that hard. Listen, I ain't going as hard as you. But I feel like she's overrated. But uh, I do feel like four page letter was my shit. I, I honestly don't think Aaliyah has fit like mainstream greatness into Romeo Must Die, where she had to fuck an Asian. So this is my purpose. Aaliyah is overrated. And she just can dress well. People, you'd be like, hey, she has basic makeup on. She, Aaliyah has always had makeup on every picture y'all have seen. Y'all just don't understand. No, Aaliyah difference. was basic makeup, though. It was cute. It was no. makeup, but she wasn't overly caked up, though. This she was a thing. natural beauty to me. I, yeah. And but, she but, wasn't overly sexualized as much as now. And she also, was still beautiful. Also, but this is my problem. Niggas, and I say niggas, as in men, did not understand the difference between full glam and basic makeup. And it pissed me off because every time they make a think piece of how she doesn't have to put too much makeup on or any makeup on, she could just walk out the house. She has makeup on. I don't understand what y'all understand. Anyway, two, if you actually listen, to, if you listen to her songs and realize the fact that Jane Wan most wrote most of her adult hits, that should bother you by yourself. Third of all, and I and I say this with the most was dis- this my argument or yours? You went in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have. I, this is a debate. This is this is the uh, debate I've been going on for years, and I need to find. Oh you're... my god, I walked into it because you was ready with material. You were like, "Boom, okay." Oh, I'm going to say this because we've been arguing this for years, and you're the first person to ever agree with me. So that's this disgusting. But you one. know that's because I feel like people ride trends. Some stuff it becomes black law, and you can't say it anymore. Like all of a sudden, it's written in stone. Michael Jordan is not the best basketball player of all time. Relax, but yes. Ah! <laughs> Relax. So it's like black law. Listen. Oh uh, no, it's, it's it's definitely LeBron James, but um Michael Jordan is definitely uh number three, and Kareem is number two. But that's besides the point. Um, back to the music. I just want everyone to understand when uh, Sean. Uh, I just want everyone to go to listen to Aaliyah songs. Those songs are not hitting the same they did in the nineties. Because no, I agree with that too. I think it's a classic because we liked it back then. But when you listen, like I agree, certain a lot of stuff don't stay though. So that joint next, step back, you dancing kind of. I'm like that song is pervy and like a lot of stuff you go back and listen to, you be like, hold up. Is um, the song? The song. I think is, that's also part of us growing. The song. Do you want a revolution? It's a horrible fucking song, and I want everyone. Hold on, to Kirk Franklin. No, no, not it was resolution. Well, whatever. Do you want a revolution? No, no. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Do you want a resolution? Son, like that song. The song she has with Timbaland. Well, I'm sorry. That's ninety percent. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. 
and it's literally a song about an argument and the way that she explained the argument pissed me off and that's just besides the point i respect missy elliott and i respect timberland but Aliyah has been overrated for years and as soon as her stuff dropped again we realized that it's trash except the red album i do give you that but that's when she had to do sex appeal that wasn't involved her being molested by her former mental uh protege anyway so i'm gonna go back i'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i hate i hate Aliyah's music um uh, we, we're talking music, right? Mm-hmm. Music. I extremely think that country music is underrated. I do think country music is underrated. I agree. I, I actually I, like a lot of country, not a lot, but I do have some country songs I like. And I think country music is very underrated because they have a lot of great writers. Also, they have con- a lot of great lyrics. Go ahead. And country music was made by black people. And of course, because a lot of music stems out of soul and other genres. And white people don't have souls. Um, oh. Well, they do got souls. It's just the nice ones, the ones that don't vote for Trump. And also white Spanish people. Uh, what do we have? I have oh, it's your turn. I'm sorry. Oh, um, hmm. Also, Aaliyah, Aaliyah still fucking sucks. Story. I didn't say she sucks. I said, <laughs> no, no, it's fucking sucks. Let's go down list of, oh. list of your favorite, list of your favorite singers to fucking suck. Boys to, oh, no, hold on. Oh, matter of fact, hold on. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to end this show right here. You don't got to worry don't about it. Don't start with me. I already started what you're about to do and don't. <laughs> Boys, the fucking men is trash. I, no, wanted, they're not. I want to tell y'all this that boys, first of all, no, I'm sorry, not boys and men. Boys and men song, I will make love to you is fucking trash. Boys okay. and men got boys and men got hit. But I was about to say, okay. So no, I'm just gonna say this here. I'm okay with that. I'm That's say not this, my favorite boys and men. So I'm gonna say it here and then I'm gonna stop talking about it. Boys and men, there's no possible way that no one's anyone in the world is having sex to that penny loafer song. These niggas are literally falling on their knees in plaid fucking shorts. And you're trying to tell me. But you're also doing the same thing as you said. But that's a backtrack, though. That was probably cool to them back then. First of all, somebody. Boys and Men was never fucking cool. So let's throw that out the window. No, Boys and Men was cool. As a young girl, I have. You can't decide. Question. And this is going to say this is as a grown. This is a grown woman. Would you fuck? Would you fuck any member from Boys and Men? <laughs> that's not the question now <laughs> what, no. exactly no. these songs are not making people want to have sex boys and men are not a sexually attractive group I don't know that that goes together it does Casey and Joseph niggas was trying I'm sorry did not marry J. Blige well, anyway well, I'm saying I wouldn't sleep with neither one of them but they got good music so I think it depends Okay, first of all, Casey and JoJo doesn't have a great music. They have a great song. So let's throw that out there. People, people that's been over, <laughs> been stressing this. Jodeci, Jodeci was getting the draw. There was getting draws thrown at him. No one was throwing draws at Boys the Men. Of course not. That wasn't even their goal, though. That's part of the reason they were warmer. They were like the um. You got an the echo. Boy band. They're like more of a boy band. They weren't more sex appeal. 
You got that was you, like the more individual R and B singers. You got an uh, echo. I don't know why. It sounds like you're in the toilet. <laughs> I'm in the same place I was before. <laughs> did, you, did, did you plug in your mic and take it out? Because it's like a huge yeah. echo. It sounds like an alien. Does it sound different still? Um. Yeah. Can you mute your mic and then come back? Okay. Yep, still there. But we're gonna finish this out with this echo because y'all about to hear my rant. First of all, these niggas got plaid. Yes, these niggas got plaid shorts on. These niggas are sitting. First of all, let me just also scream that these niggas. The only thing they had talked about sex is literally I make love to you. These niggas are lighting candles. They are rubbing oil on them, and they're not doing any of it. Now let me just say, now this that it sounds like good old missionary sex. And that's cool. If you like missionary sex, this song is for you. If you like rose petals and like looking at the ceiling, this is for you. Who don't like rose petals? And looking at the ceiling. You got to say the whole thing. I didn't, it, I, no, I didn't say that part. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with looking at the ceiling sometimes either. Hey, and uh, you got a mirror on the ceiling. You don't, don't judge these people. I'm, ju- I, I'm judging. I'm just going to let you know. If you're drawing... Yeah, with them plaid shorts, you don't know what they got under them plaid shorts or any of that. You can say whatever you want to say. No one's <laughs> ever, no one's ever saying, "Hey, hey, boo, go turn on that boys to men." Uh-uh. And, and that's and that's and that's the point. What I'm saying, you're not about to get bent over to boys to men. It's not. It's no song that's be like, "I bet let's lay down and play this boys to men and get it on." And that's what I fucking hate that song. And I hate Babyface for giving them that song. But that's besides the point. All right, guys. So excuse my long two rants, but this is VT versus the world. I, if you need to find me or anything, you can look at me up on Instagram. It's literally underscore Verrett underscore V-E-R-R-E-T-T. Um, Sherry, you got any social networks that you want to put out? Any information? I heard you got a retreat coming up. Oh. I'm glad you reminded me because I do have a retreat coming up April 29th to May 1st, 2022. Tickets are supposed to go on sale in January. You can DM me on Facebook or Instagram. My Instagram is at redjoy underscore 84, R-E-D-D-J-O-Y underscore 84. Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's it's still funny that your, your mic is like echoing. It's like you sound like you're like an alien. I'm not gonna lie to you. But, I told you I was an alien, so that sounds on par. But uh, yeah, so look out for the next episode um next week. But we will be bringing her back here. So because I really want to dive into more of like the more serious part of trauma. So we're gonna come back to this. But thank you for like honestly, thank you for like educating me on some some real shit like. Trauma is a real thing. Please find a therapist. Please go to therapy. If you have a therapist, find a therapist. and yes. then stop lying to your therapist if you have a therapist. Uh, oh, we yes. out.